everybody, this is Brian. This is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. And as always, you guys can find us on all of our social medias at www.curiositycontinuum.com and keep giving us feedback. And so, and sign up for our newsletter, which we promise you is coming in 2020. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And this is 2020. This is <laughs> no, 2020. No, that's 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to receive updates uh, when new content's available, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And that way you can receive notifications when there's a new episode to listen to. And we publish weekly. So, um, you know, there's always something new to listen to at least once a week. Yeah. And we also encourage you guys to rate us on your fa- favorite podcast service. Because that helps us find a new audience. And you may think it's just a small thing you can do, but it really does help. Because when you rate us and other people are searching for podcasts, they always search for podcasts that are kind of like in their interest. So we do we do appreciate the ratings. So let's jump into this conversation today. This was a sparked out of a text string that Josh and I were having. And we were really talking about, I think, some of the cultural shifts that are happening right, right. now as far as uh, how people look at government, how they want to be governed. But there's also this dynamic of how they're interacting not only with government, but with one another and with the economies that kind of go along with that. And I think in in the United States especially, you could probably look at at socialism and capitalism and look at how these two things either clash or combine with one another in weird sort of ways. Um, Josh, what did you want to say about that? Like what were you what were you was on your mind when we started this text string? So what was on my mind was that I have, you know, with my work environment, I work with a lot of younger and older people. It's kind of a very dynamic, it's a dynamic, high-paced work environment. But what's awesome about it is that I get to see younger people and older people, and we're interacting on the same level to do the same job. So it's really cool because then I can see like these cultural shifts. Now I'm right in the middle where I'm not really the older people, when I'm one of the older people now, but I'm not the young person either. So it, for me, it's been just a shift, kind of like a dynamic shift at work. I don't know if that makes sense or not, because I used to be the the kid, quote unquote. Sure. You know, <laughs> and now I'm not. So I'm like, I have to take a different, a little different role at work, but it's also interesting because I get to see younger people coming in. Yeah, I think there's enough that's happened culturally, and especially technologically, where I think the the difference of generations has become exaggerated just by the advent of the different things that are connecting our world now through the internet. Right. And I think we've talked about that before a little bit, especially with like analog and digital, where I even see it like people three, four years younger than me, they have a whole different experience than I had. Right. And it's different. Um, I think different models of how we interact with uh, different economies. I'm waiting because my dog is going bananas. No, I hear. Yeah, my dog is starting to go off now too, which is really weird. (laughs) All right, hang on. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I think what's interesting is to watch, especially probably in the last 20 years, about how our like economic relationships with other countries outside the United States have changed, and also to some uh, some young people's actually wanting to return to making things for themselves by themselves. You know, so there's this kind of weird tug and pull where like we're 
You can outsource things very easily now. You can connect with a workforce that's distributed around the world, and yet people still want to maybe craft something by hand and kind of have a return to some of those analog activities that would uh, make them feel connected to the work that they're doing. Right. And so what I kind of wanted to like spin this on, I wanted to take just a little step back from that, and I wanted to spin it a little bit because a lot of the people that I talk to, like the newer people coming up, they want more of a government or more of a economic system that is more readily accessible to the new worker, to the new, like if you come into a job, they want to be making, you know, the highest paid salary. They want to have the, the choice days off. They want to do all that. They don't want to, they, it's not like they don't want to work for it, but they just want to be given that path quicker. And so I think that that is a, it's not even really socialism. I don't think, I think at that point it's more, it's not even entitlement either. I think it's more of an expectation. It's a more like a culture of convenience where the, the, the progress that's made by, you know, each successive generation that has come, especially in the United States has built mechanisms now, especially for some, not all, but for, for a lot of folks, it's like, here's the mechanism by which it's easier to get a better education, uh, get a better job or to right. move to a bigger city or to whatever like that. There's these things that weren't easy at one point in this country, not terribly long ago. And still is a struggle for some groups of people in this country just to be able to have those type of things. But now it's like, hey, I just got out of college. That means I make 120 grand and um, right. doing that because there's been so it's many. A perceived, it's a perceived value of cost. So if I went to college and I paid $100,000 to go to college, when I get out, I should be making 120000 which in reality, that's not how it works. Right. We've seen school debt climb more and more and more and- I mean, I've talked to some young folks and they come out with like a quarter million or more. It's crazy. I of know. undergrad. And I'm like going like, yeah. you don't even have the skill set yet to even just have an entry level job. But what's interesting, Josh, is this is like, as I've seen other companies and they're listing like what a entry level person in the organization does. When you read it, it reads the same way as a senior executive sometimes. This is the crazy thing. Like you are a creative problem solver. You're a critical thinker. You are uh, all these leadership things. And it said like, oh, this is an entry-level associate position that pays 20,000 a year, 30,000 a year. I'm like going, um, there just seems to be a really large disconnect of like how they're even positioning the, um, the job descriptions. And I wonder if that's a function of making somebody feel more important than what they are, if that's actually skills that they need they're trying to bring in earlier. That's a good point. Um, I don't really know that because I've, I've never worked in an office environment like that. I mean, I did work briefly in kind of that kind of environment, but I don't really know. I mean, what do you think? Well, let's, let's break it down this way. There's people having a blended workforce as far as age and life stage and different things is that you're going to have different perspectives. And, you know, if you're not, a like when I was a 20 something and I didn't have any children, I had that perspective. And now that, right. you know, I'm like, you know, 40-ish and uh, have uh, children of my own and my, my station in life has changed, I have a different perspective on it. But I am far enough away from having like even young children, not having children where I want to have that interaction because there's a tug and pull because there's different considerations that happen along with it. I think what happens is that um, the people who have had the existing power structures want to make things that are convenient for them. Or something that is akin to their lifestyle or something else, right? Sure. I mean, like, kind of is. And now you have um, 
a, a generation where like it was a custom, you know, your coffee, your way, your design, your everything was very much about the me culture. Them. Yeah. Well, it was about them. Right. And, and so now why are we surprised when they join the workforce and they expect it to be about them? Right. And this is where now you start to collide with real world dynamics because, mm-hmm. you know, even, even the way that the founding documents of this country were written is, you know, like we each have individual liberties, we have freedoms, but that means that yours ends where another person's begins. And there's right. a, there's a tension point with that. And there should be that because we live in a society, we live in a community. That's how it works. But when you've been told your entire life, it's all about you, it's your stuff, your thing, blah, blah, blah. Now all of a sudden it is colliding with actually how you work together in a workplace. Like, well, it's, why? Colli- it's colliding with the real world when the real world is, it's not all about you. Right. There are other people in your work environment. If you have five other people, there are five other people and they all have their own needs, wants, desires. And, you know, quite frankly, like they probably think it's about them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's going to be some kind of clash here. Everybody's tuned into WIIFM. That's a, what's in it for me radio. <laughs> right, right. You know? and it's a favorite on everybody's everybody's dial to be able to tune in. I mean, that. everybody, I mean, it always has been kind of about that. Like, I don't go to work for, you know, I don't go to work for my coworker. Right. I mean, I mean, in reality, I go to work for me and my family. Right. So it is about me, but. I have to have enough sense to figure out, you know what? They think it's about them too. So let's get this job together. Let's work this problem. Let's work this solution, this challenge, whatever we have. Let's just do it. Yeah. And get and get done. So let's look at um and this is uh probably broad brush generalizations and we we acknowledge that up front. But let's talk oh, yeah. let's talk about capitalism and the idea of like, hey, you know what? Like you can Go out, make your own economy. You can create jobs. You can do this. You can find a way toward wealth, a way toward, you know, the happiness that you seek, right? And here's right. mechanisms that will allow you to do that more and more. Counteracted with like when somebody gets super greedy or they're acting in, in a very, you know, unethical, immoral sense, then all of a sudden you say, well, wait a minute, like where's the edge of like this person's ability to be able to chase their own happiness, their own prosperity in the way that they would like to, because now you're conflicting with dynamics. But now let's look at socialism, where it says like, hey, like we all need to pull on this rope for the common good. This is how the government defines common good. And by the way, um, we're pulling from everybody else's resources to make everybody else have the same resources. But the problem comes in is that there's not actually creating an economy, it's creating a distribution mechanism. And that's not the same thing. Right. So in a socialistic type environment, um, my wealth would not be my own, right? right? Like if I if I worked really hard and made an extra amount of money, that extra amount would go towards something else. And so I think for, for us living in a, a capitalistic society or a democracy, United States of America, whatever we are today, <laughs> you know, in whatever amalgamation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, we're a republic. Yeah. I mean, let, let, let's get, it, it's not... And I know a lot of people get mad because uh, I have had these conversations like where they're like, we live in a democracy. I'm like, no, we don't. We live in a, a republic. And there's a there is a stark difference. It's everybody has a voice, but there we have a very rigid set. Like we have a constitution. We have this. We have that. That's how we have the voice. It's not like everyone. And unfortunately, not everyone has an equal voice. Right. Because we elect representatives that are supposed to listen to us 
Supposedly. Because, I mean, yeah, because, like, look, let's get realistic. Like, 300 million people, we can't get in a room and decide something. No way. No. So, I mean, we need to elect somebody. Right. And then we need that system. And that's what that's for. And that's why we have the elections the way they are. And talking about how elections work or how they don't work is a whole nother probably. That's a whole nother thing. Podcast and that's not the itself. way we do it. <laughs> exactly. That's not the way we do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, um, Part of the thing that I think happens here is that people feel the need to be something when you, if it's a me centered economy, you also as a human being have this desire for community and to belong to something greater than yourself. Right. And there's the other thing also when you're part of something greater than yourself, like you want the freedom to be able to break away from that thing, to be able to pursue your own thing. This is the tension point that we're kind of living in right now, because what's happening is when you look at, um, expectations on the job or how life should work or whatever like that. There's just hard set analog realities that you can't get around by being clever at social media, by doing other things like it, that it doesn't work that way. And so the question for us is like, how are we actually moving into the future? Understanding that there's going to be both of these things held in tension, you know, Um, is it better that people can, can better their lives together I, you know by working together working by themselves yeah you know should we help others yeah is it the job is it somebody else's responsibility meaning a governmental agency or whatever to distribute that or is it our personal responsibility right because i mean i always like to tell everybody like look you might have had a crappy upbringing you might have lived in a broken home and you know when you were a child you didn't have a choice or you didn't have the means to you know, fix your station or fix your, your uh, position in life. But as you get older and you start working and you start making a life for yourself, you have a choice. So does that choice, you know, should that choice be yours or should that choice be someone else's is really what we're saying. Right. And also too, the, the circumstance situation that you find yourself in has been uh, not only by your own making, but by the choices that came from before people before you. you. And sometimes right. those, Someday. so go ahead, Josh. No, I'm, and sometimes, you know what? I'm sorry. Those are crappy choices and they're not what you would have chose. And yes, and you still have to deal with those things, you know? Exactly. I, when I think about this, so I mean, um, when you look at even, we talked about education a little bit earlier on in, uh, you know, as we started this conversation and the educational opportunities are not equal for everybody. And so when we talk about like, well, why aren't there, um, you know, if you talk about African-Americans, you talk Hispanics or whatever, um, historically in this country, like, well, why aren't there, well, there's, sure, there's opportunities laying over there. It's like, well, you don't understand exactly how their current set of circumstances even came to be. That's a construct of a whole other generation that made choices, you know, and right. people that were not working together well, to say the least about it, that now we find ourselves in this situation. And so the question is, what do we do together right now? To continue to move that because we may not see the full result of it, but our children will, and the child, our children's children will. Right, and I think I do think that coming to the hard realization that sometimes uh, we're not going to be the end result of the choices, and that's a delayed gratification of the right. ultimate. Right, we sense. need to push that. Yeah, right. We need to push that to the better, though, for our for our own good, and then not only our own good, but our, the people that come after us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the, 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 the central message here is that even if something is convenient 
or something has been accessible, understand how that foundation was laid in the first place. Because um, one, one of my clients from, from the past said, you know, he's like a frog on a fence post. He said, I didn't get here by myself. <laughs> he had a team right. that has done a lot of things. And I love that. We're all in our own way a frog on a fence post. Like we didn't get there by ourselves. You know, somebody placed us there. Uh, we had other frogs help us out and we climbed up, <laughs> whatever it is. We are all on our own fence posts in a lot of ways. We were put there. We have to decide what we're going to do with that. You know, it's like you can't choose your station in life, like what, the situation you were born into. You know, no. you can make choices after that. And I think what the best thing we can do is, is understand how we can best help people make the most meaningful choices they can for their life by keeping that perspective that uh, this whole idea of others <laughs> sounds really funny. Right. Right. No, it's true, though, because we don't live in a self-contained bubble. We live in a society with rules and, unfor you know, and for the better or for the good, it's the way that we are all moving forward. And hopefully we get better because we grow in the relationship. We have a system. You know, everybody says the system's broken in many different ways. Every, there's no system that's perfect. It is broken, especially when you're talking about governments and, and all those different kinds of things. But what we can do is we can actually grow in relationship with one another. And that's going to help us systematically be better together. Right. So what do you think, Brian? You think there's a good place to put a comma? I think so. In the meantime, and until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.